Previously on episode 2 of the Reroll Podcast. A past threat comes back to haunt Brambleton. You need to go in there and you need to get Hannah and you need to get her out or keep her out of sight. A halfling falls under the protection of the party. Keep tight to my body. Don't try to turn different ways. Move with me. And um, I'm going to throw like my cloak over both of us. The demon of the Riverlands reveals himself. Never forget. You all are here and still allowed to live your mundane and pathetic lives because the demon of the Riverlands allows it. An unmistakable villain. Thank you for introducing this glorious asshole. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode three. Um, just to start us off again, I have a little bit of an icebreaker for you guys. Uh, I would like to know what is your favorite fantasy or sci-fi universe or world? I'll start with this one. It's definitely um, The Expanse. Just because oh, they're, a good one. yeah, I I'm like a a child of science myself, and uh, having a show I can watch that's about you know space and some unknown entity and stuff like that. Uh, but they're also following all of the like the the physical laws that govern how rockets work and how orbits work and how space works in general. Um, you know, they don't have artificial gravity unless they're accelerating, uh, just stuff like that. It's, it's really realistic for where we're probably going to be in about 300 years. I've actually heard really good things about that show and have never checked it out. Oh, I would absolutely recommend it to anybody who like wants to watch a realistic space show for once. Yeah. The first season, it takes a little bit to get into, but it definitely picks up. Um, yeah, there's so many good fantasy and sci-fi stuff out there, but my books that I've enjoyed most of my life are The Wheel of Time, which nice. they just started a show on, of course. I am excited about that, too. Yeah, uh, I still haven't checked that out myself. But yeah, I've read those books quite a few times, like 15 or something. How many books are there? Like 14. You've read a 14-book series 15 times. <laughs> Nice. Maybe not wow. not really all of them that many times, because like, it's more like each time I reread it as a new book was coming out, so the newer ones I haven't read as many times as the older ones. I see. Oh, you gotta pump those numbers up then. Stop yeah. slacking. Start reading from back to front. Start with the 14th book, and then the last the page. First. Just reread it again, page. but <laughs> always skip, like, I'll skip the first book, and then reread and skip the second book. Hmm. That makes sense. I wouldn't say it's like top of the food chain, but um, I just watched that uh, I just watched that Harry Potter like reunion special thing, huh. and that was that was pretty cool. It, yeah, it's like it's interesting seeing. I don't know, just the I, when I remember when I watched the trailer, it almost came across as like a little pretentious or something. Like, ooh, this thing we made so revolutionary, and we were all in it, and it's <laughs> awesome. But it actually like watching it through, it wasn't that way at all. It was actually all very genuine. And um, Harry Potter was kind of a big deal to me when I was a kid. Yeah, so it was just kind of cool seeing all the actors and stuff back together and like. Daniel Radcliffe's like hilarious anyway, so. Yeah, I like a lot of the actors in that and definitely grew up Me with too. it, so it's nice, but now there's more controversial stuff with it, so. Oh, uh, it's actually funny because they have a couple of like interview spots with J.K. Rowling, but posted up in the top right of the screen. It's very clear, recorded in 2019, like for <laughs> something else, and she's like, they barely talk about her, and it's actually kind of satisfying. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to be way less cool about this and go ahead and just say that stardew valley is my shit oh, yeah. and uh, oh, yeah. if i could live my life dating all of the people in town while also having a farm that my grandfather gave me and i've just got chickens and cows out the ass like my life Ugh. would be set like are you fucking i could sell a melon for like 90 dollars, and they're just like yeah give me that shit like <laughs> 
<laughs> I can dig through the trash and find cookies to eat. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, the true yeah. American dream. <laughs> Honestly. The get um, that bread in that game is literally go find it in the garbage <laughs> in the town. <laughs> literally, it's... Uh, that's... One of my favorite games, I played way too much of it. In fact, I think Ayla and I both played way too much of it when we were living together. Um, to the point where we would be, like, buying things. And you, they would it makes this, like, specific noise that's, like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> so people would walk into the room and we're both just sitting on the couch with our switches, like, this close to our face. And just hearing that <laughs> sign. And they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, living my virtual life. Fuck off. Tending to my buying chickens. Like, <laughs> buying like 200 bales of hay at a time. It's like yeah. making that sound every time you press it. Yeah. So if I could live in that universe, I absolutely would. My life would be so much better than it is now. So that's that's me. Okay. Ayla? I was I was gonna see if Octavia actually said it before me. I was like, fuck, if you if you chose my my topic, I was gonna be like, I don't know what to say. But um I think, like, I don't know, the first thing I think of, like, fantasy and stuff is, like, the Studio Ghibli movies, and, like, that's where yeah. I'd want to be, and, like, I don't know, that's uh, something that's, you know, there's, you know, witches and things like that in there, too, and, yeah, I don't know. I really like those movies a lot, and I kind of, like, grew up on them, too, and it's something that just, like, ultimately brings me comfort and everything. And then I also was going to mention uh, Lost, too, but I don't even know if that qualifies as sci-fi or fantasy. I don't even know what yeah, it qualifies it does, as oh, at totally, all. Totally it's kind of sci-fi, sci but if anything. Definitely sci-fi. But that's been one of my favorite shows for a long time, too. I'd say, uh, I don't know, because you brought up a good point. I didn't even think of Studio Ghibli, but um, if I had to choose one of those, it would be Howl's Moving Castle. Like, just that that love Howl's Moving Castle. My absolute. Uh, the aesthetic thing. of so that. Good. Is yeah. <laughs> Your least favorite I, one? Is that what you said? No, no. That would be the one I would choose to live in if I could. Oh, no. I oh, thought yeah. Tanner said his least favorite. No, the aesthetic of it is amazing. Yeah. I recently watched all of them, and I am I love every single one of them, so. Yes. It's it's hard to beat Princess Mononoke for me. I get that. It's not, it's, you wouldn't really want to live in that one so much unless you're, like, Yoshi Taka or the... <laughs> Princess, I don't want to live in the howling howls moving castle world. Imagine just being some baker going through your day, and some wizard flies his castle over, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> like this is definitely gonna fuck with like the general price of the loaf of bread when he like conjures up a meal and destroys the local economy. Yeah, yeah but you're thinking you about this in too American of a way. <laughs> I don't think they get just. <laughs> I think they'd be more worried about um, all those towns getting bombed. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> All right, well, great. <laughs> Did you share yours, Tanner? Uh, oh, uh, probably, I think mine actually is probably the Mass Effect series. I just, yeah. I love yeah. that world so much. And Ooh. the aliens are so unique and the entire, not even uh, the story arc of the first trilogy of games, but just, I, I loved, um, I loved going into that game and it's like every conversation, just basic conversation, you learn more about the world. And it's or, just like it starts it starts small and just like opens up. Like it's like, okay, it's you know, I'm a human. Okay, I'm trying to be a specter. What is that? Okay, the you know, it just gets bigger and bigger as you play. You'd be hard pressed to find like a series that like just in terms of like kind of widely massly accepted video game series, um, that has like a richer and like a deeper lore. Than yeah, those games do. It's pretty nuts, and the, you know, there's 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 whole tabletop like RPGs that have like spun off of that game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yet to, you know, get into that, but I am like super into like storytelling games. So like Life is Strange or any Telltale, like that's like my yeah. Shit. So. You, you gotta kind of you gotta kind of push your way through the first one. It's even the yeah. remaster. It's still kind of a grind because it didn't age super well, but the story's still there. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't played the story, the first one, the story will probably carry you through it. Exactly. Yeah, anyway, um, we also are telling a story, one of similar caliber, I guess. <laughs> um, last time we left off, you guys had met with Pavel Mikov, the Daemon of the Riverlands. You had recently saw him burn what looked to be some sort of a memorial site. Or 
somebody who used to live in town, but obviously does not anymore. And in the darkness uh, against the backlight of these flickering flames, the Hellriders and Pavel Mikov have returned to the inn. What are all of you doing? Um, <clears throat> Flint's just gonna kind of like, no, just turn away from the memorial, take another sip of his whiskey, and just, uh, well, that wasn't nearly as exciting as I thought it would be. Just kind of sad, really. And make his way back to the bar. And as you say this, this sort of crowd of Bramletonians who <laughs> surround this, they have essentially all this thousand-yard stare just watching this fire, almost as if a collective triggered trauma is echoing through them. So to clarify, was it like a memorial for one person? Um, I don't think you know. Um, I mean, I guess after seeing this, I think Starlight or Starlet is smart enough to realize that if she goes down there, she probably will not play nice with these people. And as much as she doesn't want to let things happen, she knows she's got a job to do right now, and that is to protect the halfling. So I think she is going to go back into her room and um, like knock uh, how she showed the halfling she would and just say, you and I are going to hole up here for now. I don't think it'd be a good scene if I were to go down there because fortunately I'm not up to full strength at the moment and... I want to snap every single one of their necks. She looks up at you and she says, And I know how you feel. I... I have something to tell you, but I don't want to tell you until the morning. We need to just get through tonight. That... That man who we heard. I know who he is. He killed my dad. Um, Starlet offers, like, her arms out. Like, if the halfling wants a hug, she will give her one. Um, and, uh, assuming that she does go in for the hug, Sar kind of just, she brushes a hand on her hair and she's like, I know the times are hard right now, but I can tell you've got a brave soul. We will get through tonight. I promise you that. And she squeezes you pretty tightly, and you can feel so even in her youthful hands. And she's probably 15, 16, but especially with her halfling traits and her height, she looks younger. Mm -hmm. I think Star, through this, is maybe feeling a little emotional, too, because, you know, she doesn't know what happened to her uh, person that she's looking for, and she's feeling just kind of like the hurt that seems to be... Uh, like reverberating off of this town like these people have been through a lot and they've lost a lot of people and it just she can feel it she can feel how it's just awful it's an awful feeling and she really wants to help them but she can't do anything right now and that makes her feel shitty so yeah that's what's going on up there <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, Groth is just continuing to have a good time serving these guys and mildly fucking with them. Never enough to start anything, really, but... Enough to be irritant. Yeah. That's fair. Make sure they don't really that's, want to drink here so much. That's truly the nature of any customer service employee who hates their customers. Just gotta get the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know these guys don't tip. Yeah, no, there's no tips. Absolutely not. <laughs> Just the tip. Well, in this case, the tip is, you know, them not, not even down the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the best part is that they actually, around this locale anyway, they don't really have a choice. They have to drink here no matter how much you're irritating them. So. <laughs> it's true. I think as uh, Shadow sees them walking back, she turns to the air next to her and says... No, I don't think that'd be a good idea, Killam. We should just stay low for now. Uh, keep to ourselves. And then she goes back to hiding by the window. 
Um, where were you standing? Because I came out to just go outside the door a little bit on the porch. Would I have heard that or seen you or? I was in the mouth of the alley. Would I? Could I roll? Roll, roll for... perception. What was that? My notebook. I'm trying to take notes, but there's too much shit everywhere. I have not been taking notes at all, but to be I fair, we are to. recording all of this. Yeah, just yeah listen to the episode. Once before, yeah. I just wanted to have my own notes, but it's too hard. There's, like, too much equipment. So, anyway. Yeah, I know. I feel it, too. I, I, yeah. I'm just, if I need to figure something out, I'm just gonna look it back up in the, in the podcast. Super good to know none of the players are taking notes. I'm trying. I listen to the It's hard, it's hard enough doing this right. accent. Well, sorry, right. I know you're taking notes. Thank you. I respect <laughs> it. Though, to be fair, they're not as extensive as normal. <laughs> I'm also doing all the timestamps, Tanner, so cut me some slack. I've been smoking That's copious weird. amounts of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got it. You can do it. that and balance something else. <laughs> I uh, You do not see this or hear this. I want to, like, I don't know. I wish I was in a position to try and signal for um, Shadow to come up as well, but I don't know why well, she would really... Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why she I also don't think you even have no, any no. idea where she is. Dude. No, I totally don't, and I don't think Starlet actually gives a shit about her yet, but... Um, <laughs> she, I mean, I don't know. I think I have plans, yeah, fuck kids. but for now. <laughs> what are you, the Catholic Church? Yeah. Boom. Don't. <laughs> don't. I hate this. Don't cut that, Tanner. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, what does Flint like see upon re-entering the bar? Upon re-entry, um, you see. Go ahead and roll. I'm gonna tell you to roll an insight to so get sort of the. Oh, okay. Energy Read the room. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I don't think my insight. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's a three. Everybody's, everybody's horny, <laughs> is what I is what I ascertain from all. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, hard to read uh, at this point. I think most of the actual denizens or citizens of Brambleton have left the establishment. Widow, or you wouldn't call her Widow Winthrop, but uh, Mrs. Winthrop is still, of course, maintaining the bar. Groth is helping. Um, Outside of that, you don't notice a whole lot else. Um, um, so I guess, yeah, Flint's just going to take his whiskey to a corner table and just sit back and light this really big, like, old, gross-looking cigar and just kind of <laughs> ponder the night. Why is it gross? I don't know. It just looks old and gross. Mm. It's like he's been working. He's kept it, like, in the bottom of his pack, and he's been working on it for, like, a week. Found yeah. this cigar in the swamp. <laughs> Um, I know they were coming back and I was sitting on like you know right outside so I would have definitely moved um, like away from the doors and not interrupt any movement thing sure. also towards in the direction kind of where because I'm imagining that like there's a door you know the front door of the bar and then there's like a little corner and then the shadow where I think shadow is is like right around that corner sure um, so I just kind of moved that direction, um, but just kind of observe. But you're still in the bar. I'm outside the bar on the She's little, outside. like, I don't know if there's like, yeah, just right outside the door. I would say you turn the corner. Uh, Shadow, are you actively hiding? I'm not turning the corner. I'm just standing out. I was waiting oh, okay. for Flint to go in, and then I was going to move back to the window and put the illusion back up. Okay, we can say you do that. Go ahead and roll stealth. We'll give you advantage again. 19. But okay. she also kind of saw the illusion before. He saw the illusion before. Yeah, Bo probably would have a bonus to see through that. Um, but Bo's at the corner right now, not looking down the alley. Bo, you obviously don't hear her or see her at Um, 
tell me if you guys want to do anything else other than that we can wrap up the day uh you guys just go ahead and tell me where you would like to stay for the night you can stay at the end if you have a room or you could book a room uh groth i think you have other sleep sleeping arrangements yeah, or sleep. whatever and louis workshop um i do want to passively just check out these guys armor as i'm serving him see if i can find any weak spots or any deficiencies yeah. in it i know it's good armor but nothing could be 100 percent perfect um hmm. let me see what skill should roll for this? i would say roll an investigation okay somehow I'm not too bad at that 14. Okay. should he get a bonus at all because he knows armor um, he is proficient in investigation, so I allowed that to sort of be his skill for this. Um, Roth, you do notice a couple things. Um, you notice that there are three different armor styles. Um, of course, there is the armor style of the leader that is sort of a full plate with um, very ornate craftsmanship. Outside of that, the majority of them have a chain shirt over like a leather jerkin um, with some basic headgear uh, and seem to be armed with spears and side sword swords. Short swords? <laughs> Jesus. Um, squirt swords. Squirt swords? Squirt swords. Nope. <laughs> um, you see, however, that two of them seem to be dressed quite a bit. Um, lighter weight, uh, just, uh, simple leather cuirasses, um, with sort of thicker cloth, uh, undergar undergarments, like an undershirt, and pants, uh, with some riding chaps, but they seem to be mostly lighter on their feet, and they have a short sword at the side and a quiver on their back. No bows, however, which you get the sense they're probably left them on their horse. Okay. Right on. Um, and with your 14, you do notice that, of course, the plate armor is very masterly crafted. The other armor seems to be pretty, seems to be like commissions that you have been making in the past week. Seem to be pretty on par for the Black Reach Empire. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So do these guys eventually go to bed or are they just... Yeah, they drink up uh, for the next couple hours. Uh, but probably around midnight, start whittling their way to bed. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay Winthrop for a room if there's one available. Sure. I believe I said it was five silver a night. Are they sleeping in the inn? They are all sleeping in the inn. Uh, two of them do stay to keep watch overnight, but they are pretty intoxicated. Keep watch of like where? Um, outside the bar. They'll be on the porch. Um, Star, I think, wants to, I think I want to, like, keep, I'm going to stay up the whole night. I know that that will wreck me for the morning, but I'm, I'm going to stay up the entire night to keep watch over her. Um, and I think to pass the time, too, like, I'm, I'm going to be keeping, like, a sharp ear out for anything that sounds off, but, um, I ask her, uh, do you think that you could... Uh, give me a pretty accurate recollection of your father. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion. Uh, I'm having you roll just because you're sort of fighting through a really traumatizing point right now. Absolutely. Uh, persuasion, you said? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, a seven. That sucks. You try and get it out of her, and she, in good spirit, tries to sort of explain, but, like, chokes up, like, immediately, and, and pretty quickly you get the sense that she's not going to be able to sort of get through this, at least without breaking down, so you're like, you just stop it. You're like, uh, you can tell me another time. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. Mostly I'm worried about the sound and everything as well. Yeah, well, instead, I guess I want to, um, I guess I 
ask her, but, like, well, do you mind if I draw you? Like you said, this is your French girls. Yes. In a uh, <laughs> hentai scenario. Oh, it's no. not hentai, it's art. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you, how, no, I wanna, I'm just, I ask her if, if she minds if I draw her, like, in, uh, you know, a, maybe at a place that, like, from my home, where I felt comforted, and hopefully that from the drawing she might, you know, have something else to think about. She takes her small wrists and, and rubs her eye, wiping away in tears, and she says, Draw me? I've never, I've never had anybody draw me before. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be nice. All right. Um, cool. I, I also, I hand her a picture of, uh, like, not a sex picture, but, like, just a... Oh, a God! Head. What is <laughs> The, like, head uh, shot that I did of Faya, and I, you know, I talked to her about Faya, and I'm like, uh, that girl is the love of my life. I'm looking for her currently. Uh, we had a home together in the most beautiful place you could imagine. But, uh, Where was it? Go ahead. Where was it? Uh, we resided deep in the Feywild for a time. It was a magical place. Wild. Right across the street from a Wendy's. Yeah, it was actually uh, behind the Wendy's. <laughs> 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 I don't want to stay in this room anymore. <laughs> I'm protecting you. <laughs> you don't know what's out there. He's a Burger King and we don't respect them. <laughs> okay. God, cut all of them. <laughs> I, I will. She says, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah. That Where she did... is. She's witty too. Where did you lose her? How did you lose her? Well, I honestly, I don't know. One day I woke up and she was gone. There were, was some indication that somebody may have come in and taken her, but I just, I don't know how I would have, how I would have let that happen. I'm not even a light sleeper. I just, I'm sorry. I don't want to turn this into my own sad story right now. Perhaps another time we can talk more about how I find her, or how I lost her, but hopefully at that point I will have found her, and you can meet her in person. But, for now, let's just focus on this drawing of you. This empathetic little girl uh, clearly reads your pain and, and as you sort of deflect, say, let's get back to the drawing, she just abruptly like hugs you like maybe probably even knocks some of your art supplies out of your <laughs> hand but like wraps her arms around you around your waist i imagine mm -hmm. i hug her back and i think maybe wipe one of my tears off on her head like just because she's right there uh so i do that and i'm like you're a sweet girl thank you and uh i spend the rest of the night you know keeping an ear out for anything sounds sketchy and drawing this uh, picture of her um, and she's cradled kind of next to this big willow tree that's got it's very bright there's lots of lights around um, and it's it's more like it's got like a blue tinge and stuff and there's greenery all around and she's sort of tucked almost like cuddling with the tree like on in one of its roots and she just looks very comfortable and at peace um, and I you know by the time I'm finished, she's I imagine she's asleep, so I leave it with her uh, to look at in the morning. But And on the bottom of it, I write, like, I hope this place gives you peace, as it has given me peace, but perhaps someday you'll see it. For now, I hope a picture is enough. I was going to say, at some point you hear a dwarf stumble his way upstairs, probably kind of drunk, just bumbling to himself. And, uh, I don't know, go down to a door at the end of the hall. Okay. Um, I guess I, I don't. Would I know where, um, Star's room would be, based on Flint's like entering it when I was there? You would know that I broke into a room. I don't think you would know whose it is necessarily. Yeah. I I agree. 
yeah, I was kind of, I don't know, I was trying to think a way around it, because I, but I, I wanted to, like, um, bring food, because I know you probably guys were hiding out for a long time, but I don't think I could do that, because... I also don't think you know she has Hannah. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I guess was you in the bar. Yeah, yeah, I guess you would have seen that. So... My fault. I don't know. I just don't think I would know the right room. I don't know. Or that they were even in a room, because she went out the back. Yeah. True. Um... I, unless I like stayed after hours with and asked the you know the barkeep I don't think and I don't even think they would tell me so I probably just don't know I would say you don't know unfortunately yeah lame but that's fine they probably would be super freaked out if I knocked anyway um I I guess I'll just I probably like stayed at the bar and then kind of watched everyone else filter out before I felt like comfortable enough to leaving anyone you know really like alone because I felt like I just wanted to be there to help if I could be um, sure. and then once everyone kind of, I realized everyone's pretty like drunk or like um, you know retired to bed then I'll return to my room but I'm probably still staying up for as long as I can um, just making sure nothing that if I need to help I can did you ever mention that you got a second room to shadow I yeah I think well, did I I don't know. I, I don't think, think so. I bought it, and I mean, I thought you were watching me buy the room. I mean, I was outside, so I don't know if I would know that you were buying a room for me. Um, because we were at the window, and I said that we were just kind of hanging out and talking. I imagine that that could have happened then. So I don't think sure. I would just not say that. That would be stupid. Yeah, well, we can uh, wreck on that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, and um, you bought a room, and you're like. I hope she knows. Yeah, like, cool. <laughs> Did it. I am a good person now. <laughs> so, assuming that Bo waited till all the soldiers kind of filtered out of the tavern area, I would crawl through the window and follow Bo up the stairs. Okay. I'll make sure that you get in safely and everything before I go into my room. And say if you need anything, I'll be right next door. Thanks, mister. And, Groth, you're headed back to... Um, Louis' workshop. Yeah, I imagine I have a just a nice little hayloft above it. Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, continuing your way down there, you enter sort of Louis' like you enter Louis' sort of workshopped area and his fenced um, yard. Uh, you unhinge the wooden gate and slowly open it, tiptoe your way through, closing it behind you, locking it again, and moving back into his shop before you like hear a bunch of like loud clanging and this what sounds like tools being dropped or thrown about. What do you do? Uh, I'm gonna hop the fuck down there. Uh, I guess undo my hatch again and drop in. Uh, is there a torch around that I can light um it's there's some torches on sconces that uh Louis keeps lit pretty much throughout the night okay so it's it's pretty dimly lit outside all right um yeah I'm gonna run to the source of that noise okay so you get to the sort of outdoor um annex workshop and the doors are wide open and tools are like cling cling flying out and just pieces of metal and rubbish are being sort of strewn about. Uh, okay. So I'll try to take a peek in there without directly exposing myself to a fucking sword to the eyeball or something. <laughs> Roll a perception. <sighs> That'd be a natural one. Yikes. Good God. <laughs> God damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you try to sort of peer over and you see this looming shadow from whatever creatures in here. Tools, uh, ingots of iron, salvageable pieces are being thrown aside and you're like, you get the sense that your workshop is being raided or robbed, and you very quickly, very sort of ready for a fight, turn the corner, 
and quickly before you even can register what's happening, you grab the person and you spin around an incredibly drunk Louis Hamilton. Uh, what are what are you doing, bud? I was I was thinking, I was thinking. What if I made this axe? And he pulls out this axe you've never seen before. That is this master-crafted, ornate, golden, like, probably family heirloom. It's It's got this twisted, gilded handle that has dwarven runes inscribed around this embossed ring before going up into the basic hilt of the blade, having a beautiful silvery finish on the steelwork and a crafted like sharpened blade that looks like it can sever limb from body very easily it's like i was thinking thank but if i made this four times the size and then i could just really easily swing it and kill the hell riders just just swing it and they would just fall apart because it was picked. Yeah, do you, uh, you got a way to do that? Well, I'm thinking, and he pulls up these pieces of metal that are just completely not going to fit well with this artisan weapon. If, at most, it'll diminish its effectiveness. He's like, we have plenty of things like this. We can hammer them quietly in the day, and we can, we can, we, we, uh, and he just sort of sighs, and he slumps to the ground. Uh, I'm going to catch him as he slumps. Say, all right, buddy, well, if you, uh, if you, if you sleep with your axe tonight, you might, uh, make it a little clearer idea. You can talk to me about it in the morning. I knew, I knew I liked you. And he sort of pats you on the back as you're propping him up, and I imagine you take him to bed. Yeah. With his back scratcher. Tap, tap. <laughs> yep. Tap, tap. <laughs> I'll just carry him in, in fact. I'll, like, pull him down and stick his axe on the side of his bed. This is romantic. <laughs> uh, you put him in bed, stick his axe to the side. Very quickly, he's starting to sort of nod off. You leave his sort of dark disheveled room clearly neglected from all the work he's been doing for this community you look back and you see Louis Hamilton as he is you see a dwarf who tries his best to offset the evil he's seen with good work and you close the door and go back to your place and rest throughout the night The rest of you rest as well, except for Starlet. Starlet, you... I'm just gonna say have been keeping perception. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception for me. I will, in fact, since you're staying up all night, I'll give you advantage since you're listening throughout the whole night. 15. Oh. 15. Okay. Throughout the night, you hear in several different areas, you hear a sort of changing of the guard of sorts of people who are clearly armored coming up the stairs and people leaving. Um, and in fact, you're the first one to know when dawn rises pretty shortly after. All the Hell Riders are up very quickly. Um, I imagine they wake each of you up except for Groth, uh, since he is elsewhere, due to the nature of them moving as a group, being armored, but they are assembled and ready to go at about 9.30 in the morning. They eat a breakfast that's much tamer than the night before, as a lot of them are likely hungover. Um, but you guys sort of filter in, uh, waking up. What do you guys do? And you can totally choose to stay in your room and wait to see what happens. Uh, it is, like, pretty early in the morning. 
Flint's gonna get up and head downstairs and get some grub. Can I say that uh, when you get there, Kroth is already downstairs? I imagine I would've been up before dawn, just to make sure, sure. I beat everybody to the kitchen. I'm just serving, as, as like, last night. A very simple uh, breakfast is being served this morning. Um, Boiled rocks. Boiled rocks. Um, <laughs> mm. Sort of like a grainy, sort of like a, a a piece of bread and like a grainy sort of Brits-like texture with some roasted carrots, um, as well as one single quail egg. Fancy. I think after, I'm sure that they're all downstairs and then they're left upstairs. Then I would move just to the top of the stairs where I can listen to the downstairs and kind of sit there quietly. Um, maybe put another crate up or something to sit inside of. Um, and pull the half-eaten squirrel out of my pocket from <laughs> yesterday. And, Disgusting. Uh, I also wanted to wait until I heard her door open to open so I could catch her, you know, before she'd slipped away somewhere and I couldn't find her again. I don't know if I could if I could roll a perception combating and see if she was sneaky enough for her. I'll say it's easy enough um, for you to just sort of stay vigilant watching outside your door and the second you see her come out you you notice. She might be being as stealthy as possible but watching her door you'll eventually see her come out. Well, I wasn't necessarily watching her door, but I could. Or just watching her listening for, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, maybe after I, you know, after she gets positioned, like, situated in her spot, I'll, like, I'll come out and, um, since her, I'm guessing that that's not too far from my door. I see her no, it's, just kind of. it's very short. Yeah. Um. I'll just give her, like, a side glance and be like, hungry? Well, did you wait for me to get in the box? Because you wouldn't be able to see Are me you inside a squirrel. <laughs> it's an illusion. She... Oh, okay. Yeah, so you really, you see her, um, well, well Otaro, why don't you describe how this looks? Yeah, you see me kind of quietly move over to the corner by the stairs, where the stairs come up, mm -hmm. and then sit down in the corner in um, I grab it a chain around my neck, and then there's just a, it looks like a box sitting there all of a sudden. I'd like to think that I opened my door just in time to see you kind of, like, do that, if that's okay, or maybe that's recognizing, fine. okay. Um, then, yeah, I'll just, I'll still do the same exact thing, but, like, just knowing that the box is not actually there and, and knowing that you're there. Uh, I got I got food from yesterday. Um, I'll I'll say uh, I'll be right back. I'll come back with uh, a plate for you. Be and careful. <laughs> Thank you. I'll go downstairs. Uh, Starlet, what about you? And at this point, yeah. Starlet, you are exhausted, so you're gonna take a disadvantage on all skill checks. Okay. Um, I think I just keep my door, like, I don't know. I think, uh, well, it depends. Are, are, um, is Shadow on the same, like, is in the same area that I'm in or, or are they on, like, a different side of the house? You probably wouldn't know where Shadow is. Um, you would see Bo sitting next to a crate on the stairs okay. if you peeked out of your room well yeah i was wondering if i might have heard like smaller footsteps patter by uh and i could have like assumed it was a child maybe but like i don't know if that would have been in the range of things i can do right now because i am exhausted so uh i'll say it likely um i'll say it likely missed your skipped you just because you're tired and there's a lot of noise going on on top of I'm sure she was stealthing and just yeah. in terms of okay going forward um well is uh is the halfling girl up is Hannah up Hannah is stayed up all night as well oh I thought you oh. or uh, no I'm sorry she did fall asleep um yeah. she's waking up at this point to all the noise okay um 
I sit... I have her come and sit next to me, and, um... I tell her... I'm... I'm feeling a little tired now, so I'm gonna need you to be my ears for me. Uh, if you hear anything suspicious and I don't pick it up, uh, let me know, please. And if it's close by and for some reason I don't pick it up, uh, do this. And, like, I knock on the ground, like, where we're sitting, uh, like, three times or something, and I'm like, uh, that means danger in Thieves' Cant. It's a very hard language to learn, but I will teach you bit by bit. <laughs> so I uh, show her that, and I'm like, I'm going to stay awake until they leave. But I need you to help me out with my skill checks if you can. Or not skill checks. I wouldn't say skill checks. I need you to help <laughs> me out with my... I need you to give me advantage on all my skill checks by using the action of help. <laughs> um... We're both just kind of sitting by the door. Yeah. Flint, you go downstairs, you see breakfast being handed about. You get a plate pretty quickly from Groff, who sort of gives you a head nod as you take it. You got a man of many hats, aren't you, giant? I, I only have the one. <laughs> it's a fedora. <laughs> it's stuck. <laughs> it's stuck. Um, right, I forgot you have the mask, too. Yeah. Bo, you come down and... Um, go up to the counter and get two plates of food and Flint, you see this, and, and quickly you s guys observe that the Hellriders are devouring their meal incredibly fast. Um, they have sort of a fervor as if they have something to get to, something they need to get done, and quickly they finish their meal. You look at Pavel Mikov and he's not even eating. He is instead enjoying the morning vodsky, and uh, <laughs> he is the first to leave the bar, and the rest of them filter in pretty quickly behind and you hear trotting um slowly moving uh elsewhere in town but at this point you guys are in a bar with no hell riders uh is louis here louis is not here um if if i see shadow coming downstairs at all i, I do want to talk to her eventually as soon as I hear the Hellriders go out, I kind of silently move down, though it's kind of hard to do on the stairs to stealth, I'm sure. Um, and I'll just look around and see Bo, I'm assuming, still getting the food. Yeah. And I see Flint. I'll go sit next to Flint and kind of message Bo and say, I'm at the table now. I'll, when I hear that, I'll turn around and smile and nod at you. And wait for food. Good morning, Loss. Good morning. Was everyone okay last night? Uh, I think it it went about as well as it could have. You were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were going to... You had something that you wanted to tell... To the tabaxi woman. Was that... Am I right? Yeah, she was uh, asking about that uh, moss person. and Right, yeah. And I, I told Bo I could help her find out, and I did. Do you know what happened to her? Moss is dead. <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose we should probably go and tell her when we see her. Yeah, she'd probably want to know. She seemed pretty uh, excited about it. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Um, and then I'm returned to my food. I think uh, hearing them kind of trot away, I want to peek my head out the door. And uh, like I tell them, uh, like as I'm doing this, I'm like, go, go back and hide over by the bed just in case. I know there's probably nothing to worry about, but can never be too cautious around people like that. Um, and... I peek my head out of the door, and I just try to, like, see if they're leaving town or not. Because um, if they're not leaving town, I'm not going to come out of the room. Uh, roll a perception. With disadvantage, right? Di you're right. Disadvantage. Give me one second, actually, to make sure I'm getting Damn exhaustion it. right. 
Here, actually, I'll say roll it normal since it, you can. How about this? You can roll with disadvantage unless you want um, Hannah. Hannah to help you. However, if she does, she could possibly get spotted. Yeah, I don't want her to. Uh, okay. Well, I rolled and I'm upset because I got a natural 20 for one of them, uh, but that's okay. The 14 is what I got. 14? That's not bad. Yeah. You see that they all got on their horses and are now heading Head, headed over to the uh, the mill, the water wheel. Um, and as they are over there, you see there is a transport that's being prepared. There's a bunch of people. In fact, it is the... You wouldn't know this, but it is the transport that Flint and Bo came in on. They are loading up with a bunch of crates of you don't really know, but um, clearly this is why the Hellriders were brought to... Rambleton. Okay. Um, alright. Um, seeing that, I close the door, um, quietly, and I go back to her and just tell her what's going on. Um, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to stay in here for just a little bit longer. I just want to make sure that you're safe. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to Winthrop when I can do that. Yeah, we can... Are you good, Octavia? Yeah. Okay, we can do that uh, right now. So you approach Mrs. Winthrop, who is incredibly baggy-eyed and looks very tired. Is she at the bar, I'm assuming? I'm still just sitting at the bar. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, Winthrop, was it? Yes, Master Dwarf. What the... Uh... <laughs> What can I do for you? I know it seems to be a topic of conversation around here, but uh, does that man have anything to do with why Marjorie Moss is dead? Likely so. Likely so. Um, that man has a lot to do with why many in Brambleton are dead. Did Moss live in the village? Yes, she, she lived... Right out of town square. Her house is partially burnt. We found her charred body, but unfortunately we never recovered her daughter's body. Hmm. What was her... What was her daughter's name? Kella. Ella? Kella. With a K. Ella. Kella. 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 <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing me that information. It's very helpful. Hopefully I can be able to be here soon. <laughs> Believe it or not, it might have been a bit harsh to you yesterday. You're not the biggest tangle in my hair. I'm happy to hear it. And I'll, uh, how much for the breakfast? Uh, one silver. Alright, I'll drop three on the bar. And then I'm gonna take my leave, actually. Did you already eat all your breakfast? Um, yeah, I maybe left a couple scraps if that's what you're going for. Yeah, I was gonna say as soon as he moved towards the bar, I was gonna grab like a piece of bread off his plate and pocket it. Well, do I do I notice you going for it? Are you trying to be sneaky about it? I mean, I was trying to wait till you walked away. I'll just, I mean, I'll just slide. He'll slide the plate towards you as he's hopping off the bar stool. Now you take care of yourself, lass. You too. I'll see you around. Uh, right. I'm gonna leave the bar and head towards Moss's house. Right then, I'll come back and like see that there's already a plate that has like its way in front of you, and be like, "You have all kinds of devices, don't you?" <laughs> and then I'll like put the plate next to you and kind of scoot it, like so you have at least two plates now. Groth, what are you doing? I'm gonna head back to uh, Louis workshop once the the hell riders clear out of the bar okay i'm just gonna check on him uh sure you make your when, way back to when sorry. he leaves i'm gonna follow and i'm actually gonna run up next to him and be like hey giant that guy said he failed you he um i believe he felled one like me oh are, are you 
not the giant of Brambleton? Oh, not the one you're talking about. I'm afraid oh. he's got a little one. Oh, he left? He's he's not... We can't talk to him anymore? Yes, he's left very far away. Oh, well, you seem like a good giant. Why, thank you. I do my best. Can I follow you? Of course, if you like checking on uh, sad old drunk men in the morning. Sounds fun. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I'll kind of like stick my finger out because I imagine that's about <laughs> I don't know, you're a little kid. I'm like, oh man. I don't know. She pulls it and you let out a involuntary <laughs> fart. An earth shattering <laughs> fart. Destroys it, rips the bar in twain. <laughs> like, oh no, god, I'm stop! Fix this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I clear out for about an hour. As, as the fart goes off, I giggle. <laughs> and then you hear a loud fart behind me. <laughs> Okay, um, Bo, what are you doing? Uh, seeing that she just, like, ran out the door, I'll just, like, pack up the food that wouldn't be, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I will, like, kind of gather the food up and, like, leave the uh, And left. I probably pocketed as much as I could before I went. I'll leave what's <laughs> left, like. Jam a bunch of grits. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of full of grits. Yeah. <laughs> pocket uh, full of grits. Mm -mm -mm. Love that. I got a pocket, got a pocket. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, uh, you know, finish eating and kind of observe what's going on. Um, I don't know if anything's going to happen, but if, if nothing's going on, I'll I'll end up packing up what scraps are left and, you know, leaving it in her room because she seems to be fond of those things. <laughs> okay. Um, and then would hand it back down, but I don't I don't really have an idea of what I need to be doing right now. Want to be doing? Okay. Starlet. What are you doing as you... I think I start telling um, Hannah about a halfling woman that I knew. Well, I first, I guess, I want to ask her, like, so do you have any interests? Do you... What do you see yourself doing once you're a little older there? She says, I don't... I don't even... I don't even know if we will all live any to the to be older but I, I I have to tell you something I was too scared to tell you last night you you were looking for Marjorie Moss um yes I was I was looking for her what is it I know where you could find her daughter hmm I would gladly take that information. Um, I could lead you there, but not when the Hellriders are here. Well, let's make a plan for it then. I will we'll wait until they have gone far from the town. You can go and we'll take a day to prepare. I'm gonna need some rest, but I would love that. Thank you so much. And she says, you have to promise, though. You have to promise you won't hurt them. They've kept my secret. And I've told them I'd keep theirs. I put out, like, my pinky. And I'm like, uh, wrap your pinky with mine. This is a promise. Uh, me and Faya used to promise each other with these. It means I could never break this. And she does, and she wraps it around. And, uh, we, like, kind of shake a little bit. Like, it is done. I swear to never reveal your secret or theirs. You have my word. Okay. Going back to Shadow and Groth, you guys are continuing through um, the town, and you get outside of the bar and a couple houses down walking by a burnt house and an alleyway between both of you roll a perception check seventeen yeah 
Five. Okay, so only you, Shadow, hear this music. Seemingly dainty sort of ballerina music coming very shrill, very quietly from down this pathway between a burnt-down house and a semi-functional one. I kind of tug on Groth's finger and say, Hey, giant, someone's playing some really pretty music down there. Um. Sounds pretty. Do I do I hear it? Yeah, once she points it out, you hear it. Okay. And then I'll kind of spin like a ballerina. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. What are you guys doing? I guess how far is it from here to Louis's shop? Uh, probably a couple more blocks, maybe like three, four more blocks. You're pretty close. Okay. Um, I need to go check on my friend, that one. But uh, we can check that out on the way back to the bar if you'd like. Okay. Damn, okay. I keep walking down. So you guys continue on. You head a few blocks down before getting outside of Louis' estate. I continue dancing around him as we go. <laughs> nice little ballerina circles around him. Uh, when you walk out front, you see Louie on his front porch um, smoking a pipe in front of a bundle of lumber that seems to be dropped right at his feet. And he says, <clears throat> Evening, big one. Er, morning. Sorry, my head's a little fuzzy. It's evening somewhere. Oh, I believe that. Evening. <laughs> How's the morning treating you, Louie? Piss poor, thank you for asking. I can imagine. Was, um, was your baby there when he woke up? And he seems sort of stunned. Aye, she was. I assume I have you to thank for taking care of her. Oh, of course. Um, I think he's cleaned up all the tools and shit. Uh, yeah, most likely. Okay. Um, I'm tell him the uh, how does appear to be heading somewhere else. The bar is probably safe now. As All far right. as I know, that that happening, you uh, wanted me to look after my friend's daughter. She should be alright. Anna knows what's good for her. Stay hidden. Hey, those hell riders are likely here for their collection. Come to levy taxes from the people and take our grain. Likely gonna escort it up to Godfrey's watch and we'll see them again in a few days. Can't send the cider from myself, but thank you, big man. Truly thank you for getting Hannah to safety. Of course, you have my, uh, my kite-like friend to thank for that. Alright. Sorry, your Scottish is to... so rubbing off on me. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> I'll tank her the second I see her. The dwarfish way. Like punching Dwarf. her in the face and spitting on her. Oh, I was gonna say with a punch <laughs> straight to the cooter. <laughs> That's where you can read. Thank so. you. <laughs> That's just how That's how dwarves greet each other. They punch <laughs> each other in the genitals. Well, I imagine That's how they greet anyone taller than them. Instead, good morning, I punch, in the, <laughs> I punch in the face, but I can't reach. <laughs> Punching the face with uh. a back scratcher. All right, all right. We're we're gonna head back to the bar, but Louis, you always tell me to talk to you when you're drunk. If you want to talk some sense, talk to me today before you start drinking. Much. Let's meet for lunch, my friend. Oh. I'll tell you what you need to know. That's a good plan, Louis. Okay, you guys head back to the bar. Are we gonna go listen to that music? See where it's coming from? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm down to make a detour for that. Okay. You guys walk back a uh, couple of blocks, getting to that alleyway between the charred house and the semi-functional one. And the second you walk by it, the music starts up again. Do, 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 do. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> it's a ballerina song. Where are the dogs? But who has let them out? Put them back in. Who hath released the hounds? <laughs> Did it start right as we walked up both times? It wasn't just already playing? Um, roll an investigation. Or perception. If I pull out an Uno reverse card, do you have to roll the perception or investigation? Natural 20. Six. (laughs) Just kidding. Damn. Uh, It seems like it's a natural sound you hear as you pass by. Hmm. Alright, well, I'll, I'll follow it. Are you with him, Shadow? Yep, I'm staying next to him. Okay, so you guys get about halfway down this alley, continuing on, and pretty quickly you see this small toy that's sort of set in the middle of this alley, sort of knocked to its side that's open, and it's this ballerina dancing and playing this music. Shadow, what do you do? I want to interject really quick, and I don't want to like tell you how to play this, but... I think you guys have a good setup to do like a, a rocket raccoon group thing where Shadow just kind of rides around on Groth's shoulders <laughs> and like slings spells and stuff. Nice. Groth, Groth wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> Build a little harness. But in this <laughs> scenario where there's a toy, Shadow yeah, runs over yeah, to w- it. We can work up to that. <laughs> I was like, oh, pretty. And I start running over. You begin to run over and very quickly as you... <clears throat> Run and reach to the toy. You grab it and you hold it in your palm. And Gruff, this whole scenario does not seem right to you. And jumping out from behind some rubbish is a group of goblins. One that, Shadow, you immediately recognize as you make eye contact with its beady black eyes. And Screw the Goblin looks familiar to you, except for he's got this strange painted metal plate going across his chest as he screams out. Take the elf alive. Grab the other ones if you want, but loot their bodies for shinies. And we will find out what happens with these goblins next time. Damn. Podcast. Combat. Combat after three episodes. (laughs) I'm excited to see. I I, I definitely, we we gotta have some kind of tandem, like, <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Reroll Gaming, Twitter at Reroll Games, or Gmail, rerollgames at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on whichever podcast service you are listening on. It is fundamental in getting us off the ground. We also have a Patreon if you've enjoyed our show and want to help us grow. From all of us at Reroll Gaming, thank you very much.